Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beastie's Basic Podcast. All right, how are we doing, people? Welcome to Beastie's Basic Podcast. Comment ça va? J'espère que vous êtes tous bien. Today, I wanted to bring about a discussion. Well, it's going to be a monologue, but I hope that you're listening. And to all my listeners, I hope there is a decent and reasonable discussion wherever you are on this whole advent and uh, euphoria or rather pandemonium surrounding the concept of AI and artificial intelligence, you know. It's kind of funny. Uh, just the other day, I was watching some uh, TV on Netflix and I will, I will lead into what I was watching and how that is relevant to this real quick. But before this whole pandemonium about the, pandem uh, about the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdowns started, Um, you know, I thought that I was somebody and I, with, with unique tastes and preferences and um, some were consistent with some of my friends and others were inconsistent with, with the rest of the world, right? As we are, as individuals, we have different tastes and preferences. With the start of the lockdown, I decided that uh, I'm going to explore all kinds of music, all kinds of entertainment, science. I'll read as much as I possibly could. I'll take courses online as, you know, on things that I would not have otherwise thought about or taken the time to learn about. And uh, along the way, I stumbled upon Star Trek. Right? It's just, just talking about it makes me laugh because I used to despise sci-fi. I never enjoyed sci-fi growing up. And, uh, and at least to fall slow, old TV shows from, from the 60s, you know, and But this time around, I was like, hey, let's just, let's just see. Let's just see what the um, legend and fan folklore about Star uh, Trek is all about and why it's such a cult subculture in, in North America, you know? So um, I started off with season one, and I kind of got hooked slowly but surely. I found myself finishing season one and picking up on the silly humor and, you know, just... Uh, It's, it's interesting. They do touch upon certain inter interesting topics that are relevant in today's day and age. And just to think about how the producers and the directors and, and, uh, that realized this TV show, they created this in the 60s, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you know. And, and it's so funny that season two, episode 20, I think it's 22 or 24, it's, uh, it comes full circle to what's relevant today in the, in the space of technology, which is artificial intelligence. Um, before I dive into the most boring aspect of this, of this TV show and why it's relevant today, I want to just make a note that what, what the hell happened to all the beautiful women in Hollywood, you know? Like, I'm watching this TV show, and one after another, after every episode, all I can see is the most beautiful, gorgeous women... Uh, In each of these episodes, it's, it's so strange. I would never have thought a sci-fi TV show would have some of the hottest women in Hollywood on it, you know? And, uh, and today, you look at some of the movies and some of the biggest stars, it's, it's like they're, they're an average five or six at best. It's kind of funny. I really hope they bring back the hot, hot women from, uh, uh, to represent, you know, and, and to show some really strong characters. Anyways, um, so that kept me intrigued, you know. It was not just a sci-fi concept, but I was just, you know, glued to the TV because there were so many beautiful women portraying such geeky characters, right? It was kind of funny. 
Anyways, coming back to this, this one particular episode and uh, how it ties into today. So we know that if you, if you follow the news or if you're someone that understands the job market and the economy and the growing tech space, you know very well, uh, and politics, right? Or even if you talk about the elections, you know certain things such as UBI, which is universal basic income. You know that there's, a, there's an apparent or rather perceived threat to jobs, human jobs, uh, by technology. And, uh, and the argument is that, look, we're going to be made redundant because technology and robots and AI is all, they're going to all be integrated and they're going to provide solutions where they're going to remove redundant components, redundant parts and redundant people, sales force, uh, human resources to automate and to make things more efficient and, and express. So, you know, um, and, and as I was watching this episode, the lead character, Captain James Kirk, right, he's under threat because there's this new technology, new computer on board that's been installed, which is like the uh, Mega M5 or something. And uh, it's the godfather or the mother of all AI computers. And he's threatened for his job. So the, the computer has made the, made the captain of a Starship Enterprise redundant. So just, just take a moment and reflect on this for a second. Not only are we, or at least in this world of this TV show, we're in space, right? We're exploring the galaxy. We're exploring different worlds. A, space, a spaceship of 400 people, so there are 12 of them, so about 500 people on an average, 6,000 people, right? 6,000 people have gone about exploring the world. They're populated in other, other planets in different parts of the galaxy, and... And, and here we are in the goddamn future where the threat or the perceived threat to one's job does, it does not, no, uh, uh, the, the threat does not go away. It still exists. It's so strange. And we're currently in 2020, right? Where the kind of questions uh, the producers and the directors of this TV show asked don't, don't even exist right now. Imagine, like, we're now starting to ask the question about human relevance in the, with the advent of AI in 2020. This TV show came out 60 years ago. Now, what the hell was going on then? They even talk about lithium-ion batteries in this TV show. Lithium-ion batteries. We did not have lithium-ion batteries up until 2007, 2006 at best. Um, but anyway, so, you know, as you can just tell, what I'm trying to highlight is that there's this huge gap between what we as uh, artists or the people that are these artists uh, thought that the future would be and, and what it actually is because we are not necessarily asking those questions, you know. So with this perceived threat that comes with this AI, I really don't think there is a threat as such. There will always be a need for human intervention. And this pandemic is... a perfect example in that case so first let me just dive into what happens in that show and then i'll come and tie in it tie it up with uh why that is so important into what we're what we're dealing with today um so in this particular episode right the captain as i already mentioned is you know he's he's been considered redundant so he's taking a day off he's chilling in his quarters his team is upset that hey now soon everybody's going to lose their jobs and the argument is that Human lives need not be lost in space exploration because it's a dangerous adventure, you know. 
and um, and and uh, so they're just they're trying to think about what's going on, and they can't execute their orders. They can't control the ship because this one computer is deciding what to do and what not to do. Up until a point where it is unable to distinguish between mock, you know, mock uh, uh, war games versus real war games. So they they conduct this exercise amongst different starship, uh, uh, Starfleet ships and. And uh, the computer is not able to distinguish, you know. So immediately you understand that, okay, look, no matter what you say, no matter how good a computer is, you will always need that human intervention to take that executive decision in order to save lives and so on and so forth. So, you know, that comes, brings me back full circle into today. You know, we have, for example, a large trillion-dollar organization in Amazon that has some of the world's greatest AI smartest engineers working on natural language processing among other things they struggled during the pandemic right it completely the, the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown completely threw their algorithms out of whack what they were predicting earlier to their customers was no longer relevant because suddenly everybody was more interested in buying toilet paper than the latest tech in, in cell phones or, or, you know, laptops or hiking gear, for example. And what did you, who could have, you know, come and helped out? It was obviously the human engineers that had to come in and work overnight in extra hours and rewire the goddamn AI and rechange and change the algorithms to make it more pertinent and relevant for during the pandemic. And now six months later, What's the moral of the story? That, hey, look, you cannot ignore the human element. You got to need that person behind the screen to help the screen adapt and get better. There's always that need for that verification, the checks and balances, which only a human mind can do, at least at this point. So as much as I appreciate the concept of universal basic income, yes, it can definitely assist in certain industries like trucking, for example, you know, where automated long-haul drives could definitely be made efficient with the use of AI and computers or in healthcare where you could avoid accidents even in construction you could avoid accidents you know so for sure um, how they can avoid accidents is a discussion for another another episode but right now um, the emphasis here I wanted to make was that you cannot stall progression progress you know we've always strived for progress and that is what survival has been we are only 300, 400 years old in terms of a species, and we have progressed into doing the things that we are able to do today. And I need not spend time thinking about the marvelous achievements that we as a race have accomplished, you know. So um, as much as UBI has become a political angle for the liberal uh, party, the Democrats in the U.S. at least, there are certain strong points for it. You know, there was a study in South Africa where in a closed group, people were actually, they felt uh, more invigorated. They felt, they felt with the addition of the UBI, they were able to actually start businesses. They were more motivated. So, they, you know, the, the, the argument against UBI is that it will make people lethargic and they'll procrastinate and la they'll be lazy or they would spend that money elsewhere on recreation, whereas... Closed environment group studies have shown that people will actually use the money for the greater good or for their capital benefit, which is excellent, right? You recruit people then. You create jobs. You add to the economy. 
so all positive things come out of UBI. So that's, you know, we are yet to see how UBI helps on a larger scale. But I just want to say that the irony just does not, it's just, it just was amazing when, I, when this episode unfolded. And I'm, and I'm looking there and I'm wondering how the people that created this TV show must have thought about the impact of technology on the human race 60 years ago. I mean, 60 years ago, you're looking at Woodstock. You're looking at, you know, the U.S. coming back from the Vietnam War and, you know, the free love movement. And how were these guys thinking about um, how computers would make human beings redundant is, is beyond me. But it's, it's kind of cool. It's really cool. And it just goes to show that the rate at which we are asking questions to find solutions based on technology is really, really slow and... And, and, and there's so many things that testify towards this argument, right? Like, look at the cell phone we're using. It's still a hardware, you know? Why are we not using 3D as, as, as depicted in Back to the Future, for example? Because it's just, we're a ways away. It's not going to happen right away. At least not my generation, not in the subsequent generation, hopefully 100 years down the lane. And, you know, you can, you can look up some research presented by some of the astrophysicists or physicists, uh, renowned physicists in the world. They talk about this, right? Like, Space exploration has already begun. We do not know the extent of which, but you know it is it is very much uh, a norm now that we will soon have civilian passengers on board going to Mars or the Moon, and and that's just the start of it, right? That's just the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, two things I discovered recently was that I kind of started enjoying sci-fi. I had no idea I'd ever enjoy sci-fi. And the fact that there's beautiful women in that show definitely helps the cause. Uh, but stay positive, man. There's no need to lose hope. There's so much more contribution and impact that you could have in this world right now. And do not feel that you're going to be redundant or be made redundant because there's suddenly an algorithm that, that, that people are projecting will do a job better than you would be. You know, there's still that need for human intervention. There's still certain skills that are necessary that only human beings can do. And they require emotional intelligence. They require communication between human beings and understanding of how, of how cultures change and evolve. And uh, so maybe divert your energy towards picking up on the skills, becoming better at communication, becoming better at understanding what how different people and how this global markets will impact one another because now we're completely in globalization, you know. Um, maybe learn a new language and make yourself more relevant. Maybe learn a new skill and make yourself more relevant, you know. Um, certain things will happen in the name of progress. We cannot stall progress. We must adapt and progress together with uh, the economy, progress with the growth in technology and become better, you know. It's been that way for thousands of years. That's how we survive. That's how we improve. Anyways, those are my two cents. For those of you out there uh, who, who are not Star Trek fans, I would encourage you to just check out this one episode, at least in season two, and give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Have a good week ahead and kick some ass, okay? Thanks for tuning in. Beastie's Basic Podcast is now streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bye.